Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Generational curses is different from deliverance. It is part of the same category of Isaiah chapter 61, verses one and two. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and to set the captives free. It is part of the benefit package for the believer. It is not God's primary message. It is God's secondary message. You get saved and delivered. You get saved and healed. That there's a difference between a curse and a demon. You could get delivered from a demon through self-deliverance. You know, you could read my book, follow the prayers in my book, and you could break demonic powers over your life. You cannot um, break a generational curse through renouncing on your own. Why? Because it's on earth as it is in heaven. Let me ask you a question. If you had a legal case in the courtroom in your city of where you live, now you can represent yourself, but the judge in the courtroom does not recommend it because the case cannot be overturned through prayers. You have to know the legalities of the courtroom. That is why to sever and break a generational curse in your life You might not agree with this, but I'm telling you, you need to find somebody of rank. That that is why if you're looking for me to break your generational curses on a broadcast, it's not going to work. I've done over, and I'm not exaggerating, I've done over 700 personal one-on-one sessions, not including mass deliverance. The only reason I haven't been doing it lately is because we're in a pandemic. I haven't traveled in seven months. For me to break your generational curse, you have to come see me. We have to sit down. I have to bring out my deliverance form and you need to begin to write down what the Holy Spirit reveals of what could potentially be open cases in your life. So this is not a, this is not, when it comes to curses, it's not men of God, just 
Just pray for me. Break the curses off of me. That's not how it works. That is why the people that have generational curses broken over their life with a prayer end up going back the next week. And they end up going back again and going back again and again and again. And then those on the outside look at the deliverance ministry and look at the Christian life and say, but I thought you got delivered. You see this generational curses, heresy, it don't work. Did you catch what I just said? Why? Because no case, even in life, can be changed simply by saying, I'm innocent. Even if you are innocent in jail, even if they find you innocent, you don't go home the next day. You got to wait for the, the day you go to court. And then the judge says, release so-and-so. And then from that day, you go home. I don't understand why God is showing us in the scriptures, the courtroom system that you and I are accustomed to. This ain't got nothing to do with church. Stop looking at generational curses from the mindset of church. This is not how this works. Not when it comes to generational curses. You have to look at generational curses from a legal worldview. I'm just going to claim a promise and break a generational curse. That's why it's not working. Be honest. Don't sit here and lie. We know you're still bound. Even if you're quoting that you're not, we can still see it. Your attitude hasn't changed. You're still nasty. You still got rejection issues. If I ask you, if you believe God loves you, you'll say yes. But if I ask you, how do you feel? You'll tell me, I don't feel that God loves me. Did you catch it? We, we, need to, we, need to, we need to be honest about how this thing how this thing is working. And I'm not minimizing the efficacy of Christ's work on the cross. I'm telling you, they taught us wrong. And that's why God sent me as an apostolic voice for deliverance. I'm not going to be nice to your theology. That's pastoral deliverance. Apostolic deliverance means I'm going to shatter your belief systems and tell you the kingdom. Even if you get offended and even if you comment in the chat room that you don't agree or I don't see it or... No, why? Because I want you to be free for real. And the only way you could do that is this thing got to go to court. And the only way it goes to court is not because you say. Nobody that has a case tells the judge, I want to go to court tomorrow. The judge decides the next day of court. No defendant has no authority to dictate to the court. I want to have... I'm trying to go to court before Christmas. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that before they, let me tell you something. Even if you quote it, I want to get all my curses broken before 2021. If that's not what the courtroom of heaven has decided, baby, nothing is going to happen. You're just going to, it's just positive speaking. You don't dictate to God who's sovereign. Lord, I don't want to enter the new year with curses over my life. Baby, that's not how this works. The, you don't dictate to the courtroom. Oh, but he's going to listen to me because he loves me. That's false doctrine. God doesn't deliver you because he loves you. He delivers you because the demands of justice has been satisfied. Did you catch it? And when your case goes before him, God says now. So I'm really trying to challenge you today. Let me, let me give you an example. I know I'm not fully delivered in every area of my life. I know. And guess what? I'm not forcing it. I'm not forcing it. 
When that day comes, I will know. Let me give you an example. I said this last week. I had an issue with another apostle for many years, and I didn't even know I had an issue. I didn't even think about it. I had already forgave, and I moved on. But around Easter time of this year, in the beginning of the pandemic, this thing after like seven years kept coming up in my head. And I was like, man, why am I thinking about this? And then I asked my wife and she said, I've been thinking about the same thing. What does that mean? The case after seven years and we made peace. We moved on. He went left. I went right. After seven years, God said, now it's time for me to deal with that. The difference is between a generational curse and a demon. The demon are the U.S. Marshals. They enforced the edict. They enforce the curse. They are not the curse. The demon is not the curse. The demons enforce the curse. That is why the Bible says a tormenting spirit from the Lord. Wait a second. I thought all tormenting spirits come from the devil. The Bible says that Saul, King Saul, was tormented by an evil spirit from the Lord. It doesn't say from hell. It says from the Lord. How many of you remember reading that in the Bible? It says an evil spirit from the Lord. As a matter of fact, even those around him said an evil spirit from the, from the Lord is tormenting him. Let's find somebody who could soothe him of his demons. Why would God send a demon? Because the moment that Saul, when King Saul went to a witch... To inquire of the Lord. Why? Because God stopped talking to him. Why did God stop talking to him? I'm going to tell you why. Not because he disobeyed God's voice. That's baby Christian stuff. Let me tell you exactly what happened. He disobeyed the court case. Because the Bible says when Samuel came to David, uh, to Saul, and said, the Lord said, Attack the Amalekites because their case, you could go read this. It says their case has come up before me and I have come down to reckon this and to close this case. Destroy them all. Wipe them all out. Watch this. So when Saul goes over there to destroy them, it wasn't because it was optional. This was a courtroom decree. And when he brought back the king... And when Samuel came out, he said, what the heck have you done, Saul? What are you doing? You know what Saul said? But I did destroy them. I destroyed all of them. Now, did he? Yes. But he kept the king alive. It wasn't the disobedience. That's part of it. It was the fact that he, watch this. He, he was trying to alter the case. He was messing with the courtroom of heaven. And that is why Samuel took out the prophet, took out the sword, and smite the king. Samuel is not a murderer. Samuel is not an executioner. But Samuel knew, if I don't kill this man, judgment will come on all the nation because this is not a, I don't like the Amalekites, let's destroy them. This is a courtroom thing. So he smote them out, he cut it, he stabbed them down. 
right? And then Samuel and Saul looks at him and goes, all right. And then Samuel looks back at the king and says, because you have done this, you have tried to alter the decree of the watchers because you have been trying to temper evidence of the courtroom. God will not forgive you. Do you know what? Watch this. When you sin, God forgives you. But when you alter the courtroom and attack the courtroom, God does not forgive you. Why doesn't he forgive you? Very simple. Because he cannot take back a decree. So shall my word that proceedeth out of my mouth. So what about if we repent? I'm glad you asked. Repentance doesn't change the verdict. It extends the timing of the verdict. In 40 days, Nineveh, you will crumble, said the prophet Jonah. In 40 days, the decree of heaven is you will fall. They fasted and they prayed. And guess what? Jonah came back and their judgment was extended 40 years, but they still got judged. Hezekiah, three days the courtroom has decreed you're going to die and there is no remedy. Hezekiah prayed, Lord, have mercy. The prophet turned around and said, the Lord said, you're still going to die, but I'm extending it 15 years. Why? Because once it comes out of his mouth, it has to fulfill itself. Now, the timing is God's playground. Did you catch it? So God waited for seven years to deal with me about an issue that I had with another apostle. And both of us were right and both of us were wrong. Seven years. Did you catch it? God said this year, fix it. Let me tell you something. When God is going to deal with your generational curses, he is not playing games for you to be on this. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. The blood of Jesus covers me of all curses. For your salvation, yes. When God begins to deal with a generational curse, this is not a play, this is not a game. You need to let God deal with whatever it is that he is dealing with. You want God to use you? Let me tell you something. Deliverance is the children's bread. God wants you to be delivered. But if you want to walk in dimensions of the anointing where God can use you to thousands, then it's not about being delivered. It's about breaking your generational curses. There's no way around this. You want to be used like your favorite deliverance ministers? Then you have to allow God to show you the generational curses in your life because he's not going to give you that platform with that nasty side of you that's unresolved there. Why? Because the last thing he want to do is give you a platform and you still nasty. The last thing he want to do is give you influence and you still controlling. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, 
prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.